Hey Val. Hey Noah. What's happening, man? It's going good. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Just um, I'm very excited to talk to you. Um, I don't think we've spoken since the last time I was on your guys's podcast. Yeah, it's um, been a little while. Yeah, maybe a year or so. So super excited about this talk. So how you've been, man? I've been good. Um, yeah, lots of things going on. Uh, just recently uh, quit my well. I still have like a week or so left, but I basically uh, told my my company at my my day job that I'm gonna be leaving um, to work on Potion full time. So that was that's a big new thing uh, recently. So excited about that. Yeah, I noticed that on Twitter. Uh, that was last week, I think. And how do you feel about that? Are you excited? Are you scared? Or have you done this before? So I have actually done this before. I think a, a year after my first job out of college, I started a startup with my buddy and we did that like part time for, I don't know, like nine months or so. And then eventually we went full time. And so I quit my job then. Um, so that was like kind of the first time I did that. Uh, but uh, that time was a lot more risky. <laughs> like the time mm -hmm. by the point I, I quit my job that time, we didn't. The, the business wasn't making any money. So it was a, a lot more risky thing. So I feel, I think just that experience makes me feel way less risky doing mm -hmm. it this time because Potion's quite farther along than that business was. And I feel like there's good potential and I feel good about the business. So um, that um, along with like, I've kind of gotten my finances kind of in order where it's like, you know, I have savings and, and runway. And so I'm not really too worried um, about, about that. Um, so yeah, that makes me feel really good to, to do mm -hmm. it. Yeah. It's very interesting. Uh, you know, when you have runway, uh, even your decisions are better, uh, moving forward. Do you feel that compared to the first time around when you didn't have oh, the yeah. runway? Okay. Yeah, I think for sure. Cause I think, uh, I, I think I'm a person that especially if like, if I don't have my finances in order mm -hmm. or just like, if there feels like there's a lot of risk, I get, a lot more stressed by that. And so that's why like with potion, like I wanted to put myself in a place where I'm not like just putting tons of pressure on the business where I feel like, okay, I got to make this thing work right now, or it's not going to work. And I think that stresses me out to the point where I just can't do it anymore. And like, I don't think the business is going to work. So I feel like that pressure can almost make the, the business just not work for me. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely didn't want to put that pressure on potion. Um, and, and the nice thing with where I'm at with potion is it's just about to like break even with my expenses, my monthly expenses. Okay. And so I'm that plus like my savings, like I should have like, you know, a pretty long time, it, even if like potion didn't grow at all, uh, just to keep working on it. And so that makes me feel, yeah, a lot better. Um, so yeah, it's good. Yeah. You don't have to dip in into your savings. You know, if you were growing potion from the ground up. Um, mm -hmm. I see this with a lot of, uh, people on Twitter who are just starting out maybe, and they are probably quitting their job and they have a goal to make a next amount of MRR. And usually what I think about is because I've been in a position where I've quit everything. I didn't have a lot of savings and it put a lot of pressure on me on the product, like you said. And then I, the first question that pops in my head, I'm like, do you have enough savings at least like six months, which is not a lot. Or like a year to like really pursue that because that stress is really detrimental to the product i feel you know um yeah. at least for myself so yeah 
for sure. Cool. And I man, think some man. people, some people, you know, they probably have a higher risk tolerance than us, and uh, mm-hmm. they're probably, you know, maybe that doesn't bother them, and they can just kind of keep going. I mean, because at the end of the day, and this is why another thing that helps to make me not too worried is like, uh, you know, we're all most of us, you know, in the indie hacker space, uh, bootstrapper space, like we're, we're software developers. And so the great thing about that is there's a lot of demand for software developers and, yes. you know, kind of the worst come to worse. We can always just go find another job pretty quickly. Mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. you know, going to pay for everything and it shouldn't be too, too difficult to do that. And so that, if that's the worst outcome, like, you know, we can go find another job if things don't work out and, and we'll be okay. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I'm super happy to hear that about Potion. And it's been a, a year or so, right, since you started? Yep. Yeah, I just I started just around a year ago um, when I started mm-hmm. building it. And so, yeah, it's it's been a little while now. It's been a fun ride and I've enjoyed enjoyed the the journey so far. Yeah, you know, to to get to that MRR to you, you know, breaking even uh, within a year, that's a pretty big accomplishment, honestly. Uh, congrats. It's really cool. Thanks. I think a lot of people, yeah, sure. A lot of people would dream about that position that you're in. So um, I I hope that it's growing. Like, is there growth from like month to month? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's growing. It's, it's up and down from month to month, but it's anywhere Mm -hmm. from like 10 to like 15% growth uh, month to month. Um, So yeah, it's, it's going pretty well. Um, I'm right around like four, like four thousand three hundred dollars MRR, something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's it's kind of it's been mostly kind of linear growth. I think I'm growing around like four hundred fifty dollars a month, like added MRR mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on average. Um, and so, um, just calculating that out, I should like if I stayed at that current growth, I should get to above. I think like eleven or twelve k by a year from like now. Um, and so I'd be pretty happy with that. Um, pretty good numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And that's obviously who knows what's going to happen. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, me spending more time going full time on it, that I should be able to hopefully do better than that by this time next year. But, but yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm I'm curious, you know, like uh, up to this point, you, you got it to this amount of MRR, by working on it, uh, as I'm understanding, not full time, right? Like weekends after work, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I will have to say, like, I've definitely been blessed that I've had this whole last year. I've had a day job that has just been really flexible and it's not like a hard job. Like it doesn't use all my mental energy. Like I've had mm-hmm. a job like that in the past where it's like if, if your job takes all your mental energy, um, it's really hard to want to work on anything else outside of that. And you yeah. just don't have the energy to do it. And so I've been really blessed to have a job that really doesn't, it's, you know, it's a pretty easy job. doesn't take mental energy and it kind of allows for me to have had the time that I did to, to kind of push on potion. Um, mm-hmm. and then the other thing that helped a lot was because I, I started working remote, uh, because of the pandemic, um, I just had a lot more flexibility with my hours and when I worked. And so then I, I would work on Potion early in the morning before I worked on my day job. And I would just give my best hours to Potion basically because, you know, in the morning is when I'm fresh and I just slept. And so, yeah, that all came together. Like if if like 
if I didn't have that kind of job and wasn't working remote, like I don't think I could have done a lot of the things that I was able to do with my side business this last year. So I'm really thankful for that. And that's really helpful. Yeah. And uh, uh, what do you feel about, you know, um, I heard just a minute ago, you shared your numbers. Uh, How do you feel about that? Like, is that, is that been helpful marketing wise? Has that been helpful sort of uh, being more transparent in helping others? I, for myself, I stopped doing that with my new product. Uh, I don't want to do it any longer. It was weird doing it the first time around. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. Like, will you continue doing it up to a specific number or as maybe ConvertKit where they still shared after all these years? How do you feel about that? Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed doing it. I feel like uh, it's it can be inspiring and helpful to other people. I just think back to when I kind of started bootstrapping, just like how helpful it was to me to see different businesses and see kind of some transparent metrics to kind of mm-hmm. just have some expectations. So I think it really helped me starting out. Um, and it kind of helped to just know it's possible, um, you know, especially for like, you know, solo entrepreneurs, indie hackers, and you can kind of see like what different markets people are doing that in. And it kind of gives mm-hmm, you a better mm-hmm. idea of different places you can build a business as a as a solo entrepreneur. Um, so I, I really like it for that reason. And I don't know, it's kind of grown into uh, I really like building in public and just kind of trying to just share um, and hopefully share like valuable things from what I'm learning along uh, the way. And it's kind of just been something that's at least helped that where mm-hmm. I, I definitely think, you know, if you're just sharing your numbers, uh, you know, that's not that helpful. And right. it can, right. you know, it can be just kind of like a bragging thing. Um, but hopefully if like I'm sharing, you know, other things like the ups and downs um, that those numbers kind of give some context to that as well. And they kind of both give context to each other. Um, and overall, I think it can be just more valuable that way. And so I've, I've really enjoyed doing that like on Twitter and on YouTube mm-hmm. um, the last year. And so I don't know, I'll probably keep doing it for a while. I could see maybe at some point, like you're saying, makes sense to, to maybe stop doing that. Um, but yeah, I don't really know. Yeah. I guess I'll just kind of feel it out. Does it cause for like people to uh, give you advice and say like, Hey, you know, you've grown 7% from March to April and now you're at three, maybe you should do this or that. Like, has that ever happened? Like based on you sharing stuff? Um, that hasn't happened much on the metrics itself. Um, well, actually I have a little bit, not, I guess it hasn't dialed in on the exact on the metrics, but more so on just like where I'm at, uh, with the business and, you mm-hmm. know, people talked about like what they would shoot for if they were in my shoes and goals like that. So that, that kind of thing has definitely been helpful. Um, and then just from like building in public, I've had, you know, people that are reaching out to like help with like specific things I'm dealing with or problems, not necessarily metrics related, but mm-hmm. that's definitely been beneficial. That's really cool. I was just calculating your numbers. If you get to, let's say 10 K MRR, that's about 120 a year. And if you were to sell it at like five times, that's like a half a mil, which is pretty cool. <laughs> you know, that would if, be cool. if you ever did yeah. that, <laughs> I don't know where you, where do you stand on that? Like uh, I sold one product, uh, we talked about it and it felt really good. Um, uh, it was a good sort of graduation in a way for me in product making. Um, Mm-hmm. So that, my question is a two-parter. Like the first part is, how do you feel about that, about exiting down the line? 
And the other part is how do you feel about raising money at some point where you see there's an opportunity maybe to grow past your competition and maybe grab a bigger market share? Like, how do you feel about those things? Yeah, so I've thought a lot about this and I, I actually kind of, I was considering taking like some bootstrapper friendly kind of funding, um, like through uh, Calm Fund or something like that. And I actually uh, went through their like interview process and ended up not working out, uh, but it, it was close to. So I was really thinking through that. And um, yeah, I think what has really come down to is thinking about the platform risk that I have with Notion. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a little bit of platform risk because my business potion is built on top of notion and like technically if they really wanted to, they could just like turn off the lights. Like they could stop their API from working mm-hmm. the way it is that allows me to, to build potion on top of it. Like, I don't think they're going to do that. Um, but you never know. I mean, that's always risk, you know, like Twitter and other platforms always said like, yeah, we're not going to, you know, we're just going to keep this yep. API for people to build on top. And then, you know, the next thing they, they're stopped, they break that out and, you know, the business on top of it are, are struggling. And yeah. So mm-hmm. basically because of that, um, one, I feel like there's a ceiling of like how big potion can, can be as long as I'm just sticking to notion, um, you know, kind of that niche, um, which I kind of like right now, just cause it kind of keeps me in a niche, um, as I'm just doing this as solo, um, I tech, I, I guess I could build out to other platforms or try to build like a, a website builder on my own. I, right now, I don't think like, I don't really want to do that. I, I kind of like sticking to, to notion, uh, mm-hmm. just cause I only have so many resources. Um, but with that being said, like, I kind of like the flexibility that being solo and not taking any funding gives me where if something changes with notions, like how, how that platform works and if I'm having issues with platform risk, um, I think there's, I just have more options to have at least, you know, obviously that would be not the best for my business, but I think I'd still have like some options of some kind of little success where if I I raise money, then it just like raises the bar and Mm -hmm. I have to go bigger. And I don't know if the the notion niche um, can really like, sustain that like um and so i don't know i just i feel i feel uh better about just kind of sticking to bootstrapping and just making a business i know can be successful at that scale and it's it's still like a win um you know if i sell it um a little later down the line um but yeah yeah, back to the question of like selling it i i Mm -hmm. think you know, also because of platform risk, I'd be, you know, in a year or two, like I'd maybe open to selling it just because there is some of that risk there. Um, hopefully, you know, I get a bit the business to a point where it's it's a good value to sell at. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I could see maybe doing that, but I do really enjoy working on this business and, and serving my customers. So uh, I'm not like wanting to sell anytime soon. Like I really, right. I really do enjoy it. And um, I hope to kind of keep making it better and uh, hopefully really make something good for my customers. And even if I did sell it, you know, hopefully it'd be a situation that would be great for, for my customers. Yeah, so uh, just thinking about the platform risk and how Notion could pull the rug under you at any time. Uh, I'm thinking sort of the, going back to the benefit of using uh, Potion is that, and correct me if I'm wrong, so you write, you make up your pages on Potion, on Notion, which then you use mm-hmm. Potion to add a theme to those notes and have a website of your own. Is that sort of how it works? 
Yeah, that's that's part of it. So yeah, part of it is you can customize and style kind of how your website looks. Um, mm -hmm. So you can make it look your own and, you know, have different colors and add your own CSS and things like that. Um, so it's not going to look exactly like Notion. Um, by default, it looks like Notion. Mm -hmm. um, but the other part is Potion actually recreates all the Notion blocks um, so that it can be better meant for an actual website. So then I can, I can Potion actually statically generates all the pages um, so that it's a lot faster, a lot better for SEO than Notion is by itself. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can add like your own custom domain so it can actually be like a website. Um, and so, yeah, kind of those things together is, is the main thing that like Potion, Potion offers. And Notion in this sense is sort of a CMS, right? Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's right. It's okay. and that's the cool thing about Notion is mm -hmm. you know that's where all your content is, um, and so you have all your content there. But at the same time, like you can do a decent amount of like styling changes and things like that just within Notion too. So it, it takes it takes those parts over as well, and and at, as the default, it will make everything look pretty much just like Notion looks uh, by default. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, you can do some styling in Notion and add colors and things like that too, as well. Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, like, let's say uh, Notion says, hey, no more, you know, you can't do this anymore with Potion, uh, which I don't see a lot of platform risk after talking to you because those clients that are using Potion, you might as well say, hey guys, you can't use this anymore with Notion, but here I have the blog builder, and the editor is similar to Notions where you can continue having the website on my end only. Like, would that be an option? If that, if it comes yeah, down to that? That could be possible. Basically, I would have to then just build out, you know, the CMS part that, right. you know, Notion is currently doing for me. And so I'm sure, I'm sure that would be quite a bit of work. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, that's the other, like, really the main, I think, uh, value proposition to people that love using Potion is that they're typically people that already love Notion, like they spend all day in Notion already, like they're there for all their notes and projects and maybe for their their company and their work. And so Notion is just where they like to write and where they want to be. And mm -hmm. so that's that's a lot of the main value prop is that, you know, those people basically, you know, you already know how to use Notion super well. Now you can use it as well for your your own website. And so I'm sure I would I maybe lose some um, people if that happened. Right. Um, but yeah, there, there could be, there could maybe be some options still. And the themes they're created by you that you, or you, you pretty much, there are no themes. I don't know if I'm understanding this right. There are no themes. You just style on top of notion. Um, yeah, so you, you, you can add style on top of a potion. Um, okay. but then, you know, I have created some like templates where basically right. it's just right now it's just like you copy and paste and then you can get like a custom looking website uh, just with that. And mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, yeah, there are kind of some themes that kind of just go on top and stylize it to, to be yeah different than Notion. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Yeah. You know, like I'm just thinking of ways if, if anything happens with Notion where they block you out, like what do you do next? You know, do you become like Webflow or like Squarespace? Like do you compete with those guys next or card? Uh, I see a lot yeah, of potential, maybe. you know, uh, so, um, yeah, that's, that's really cool. And how, how did you get to the idea? Like, did you go into, you know, doing the mom test or all the things that people suggest to do and then never do, or you like more like me, like, hmm, I like this idea. Let me just give it a shot. <laughs> um, 
Well, so it kind of started out with, I had kind of this theory and hypothesis that it was really good for solo entrepreneurs to build on top of platforms mm-hmm. because uh, I, I think there are definitely benefits to working on platforms where, you know, it's, it kind of, you're, you're, there's already like a problem there that the platform, you know, helps solve. And then you're kind of building an add-on or something that makes life better for the users that are already on that platform. And you kind of, I think it makes the marketing a little easier where you kind of know who to target really mm-hmm, easily mm-hmm. and, and they understand the platform. So anyways, I, I was really looking for different opportunities on platforms and uh, kind of my first indie hacker kind of business that I did before Potion was called Support Man. And it was built on top of Intercom. Um, And so that was kind of my first go at trying to build something on top of a platform. And uh, that one, uh, it it didn't have as much potential as I was wanting, but I was at least able to to sell that. So I was excited with how that ended up. Um, But that was kind of when I was like, okay, I think, uh, you know, maybe I need to look for another platform, something that has a little more potential. And so I was just kind of, I had my eye out for different platforms that I thought made sense to build on top of. And I, I at, at, at the point I had already been using Notion for like a year for myself. Um, and I really liked Notion. And what kind of struck me with it was I just saw that the community online around Notion was just like, they loved Notion and they talked about it all the time. And so I just thought like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. Like if people really love Notion that much that they talk about it, like maybe they'll talk about like a product that I build around it as well. Mm-hmm. And there could be a lot of good word of mouth. And so uh, I kind of was starting to think of ideas for Notion um, with that. Um, and then what really kind of triggered me to the website builder thing was there was already people that were like trying to build websites with Notion. And actually, funny enough, my first MVP of Support Man, my prior business, um, my like my first website, I built in Notion, just oh. like sending people to a Notion link, a public link and stuff like that. So I had like almost mm-hmm. nine months before had tried to do that same thing myself. And then I saw like lots of people using this little scrappy tool called Fruition where you had to kind of put some code together and do all this kind of uh, stuff to make uh, your Notion public pages be at your own custom domain. And so there was like hundreds of people that were trying to do that, that I could find online. And so that kind of showed me that like, okay, there's demand for this. Like people want to build a website with Notion and, you know, this little free tool they're using isn't really easy for everyone to use. Like maybe there's something here where I could build, yeah, I could build a tool that makes that a lot easier. Uh, Mm -hmm. The other thing that made me really like the idea of building on top of Notion and kind of the website builder is that from just like my experience of building other products and stuff, I I realized that I really like serving other entrepreneurs and creators. Um, And so I really wanted to yeah make a product that served those kind of people because those are the people I like to hang out with, talk to. um, And, you know, that's kind of who I am, too. So I, I feel like I understand them better. And I just thought that I would enjoy building a business like that a lot more than, I don't know, some like B2B thing building right. for big companies or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's where I really thought that this could make sense doing the, the websites on top of Notion. Um, there, there was already a couple of competitors that was starting to come out at that time. And so I just decided to, to go for it. And uh, yeah, that's kind of how I came to the idea and wanting to, to build potion and getting started with it. 
Yeah, cool. You know, good to know that. You know, the way I start my projects is a little bit different. I, you know, I, I've read all the books and, you know, use all the suggestions that people say. But at the end of the day, it's like I go back to, like, who do I want to work with on a daily basis? Who do I want to help? You know, like you said, mm -hmm. like, I want to help these people. If a customer service, you know, query comes in, like, I want to talk to these people a lot that I really can relate to, you know, and I couldn't work. Mm -hmm. on something that I'm not interested in. Maybe it has a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of traction in that business. But if I don't like that, especially like when we're working sort of like a, like a solo founders, it's really hard to support something that you're not really interested in. Unless you're working with a team yeah. that, you know, you can find somebody that's interested. Uh, so, yeah, that's really cool to know. Um, so, uh, yeah, so you're, yeah. I was just, I had a follow-up question sure. to that. So you're working on blog static yes and so is that kind of how you picked that because you you wanted to yeah serve other people that are building sites and probably like i'm guessing it's mostly creators and stuff like that as well yeah so I, i've built websites and, and blogs since i started working in web and when it came to sort of picking what i want to work on next i had this little projects that i had built on on the side while running claritask and block static was sort of like something that I had bought the domain for. And I was thinking of people, you know, helping people starting a blog quickly uh, where they can write uh, in minutes and have it published. And that sort of intrigued me because that's what I wanted to do always. And I know there were so many different, you know, tools already and there are like medium and whatnot, but I wanted to make something even easier for people. And now what I'm finding out more and more is that, uh, people that are using it, there are people who want to do more with their writing. It's not that they want to just put an idea out. They maybe want to have a newsletter, uh, monetize it, or sort of like Substack territory in a way. Uh, and that is very nice because I'm getting to work with a single sort of creator. Where in Claritask, I was working for a bigger team and replying to maybe the project manager or the developer, all these kind of different use cases. And now the most intriguing and interesting part for me is that I get to uh, talk to one writer and hear their mm -hmm. sort of pains, you know, and that's very interesting to me. And that's becoming more and more like what I'm interested in, sort of stumbled upon it like accidentally. I didn't do like a whole lot of research like a lot of people do. But fortunately, uh, it's it's uh, I have paying clients already. Um, They're being added all the time. It's not exponential yet. But uh, I, my gut feeling about it so far and from the talks that I'm having with current customers and the way the new customers are coming, it's, it's really uh, giving me some hope that there might be more to it. Um, it's still early to nice. judge, but uh, so far it's so good compared to any other thing that I've done um, up to this point. So, yeah. That's um, good. Yeah, yeah. So um, here's a question that I had. So let's say... Um, Let's say Potion uh, gets acquired, you exit down the line for a solid amount of money. You're happy with the exit and everything else. What is the next thing you would work on? Like, what is something that is really interesting to you uh, at this point? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny because, um, you know, as as makers, I feel like we always like building things. I, that's me for sure. I love building things and um, I've really enjoyed kind of the next step with potion, at least like trying to figure out how to like make a, a real business out of that. Um, but I do always kind of want to go back to building new things every once in a while. So I have to be careful 
um, to like not let myself do that sometimes. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like, I mean, that's why we're doing this, right? To like have freedom, be able to kind of do what we want and, yes. and uh, enjoy life. And so I'm trying to figure out a good balance for that with potions, especially as I go full time where it's like, okay, I now have more time. Obviously, I want to spend the majority of that on potion, but I, I do kind of want to let myself explore a little bit, enjoy learning some other things. And so um, I'm actually just now starting a little, basically another side, a side side project okay. um, with, with a couple buddies. Um, and it's in the, the Web3 space. And so basically, I think if, yeah, if I was, you know, Potion was get acquired, I'd probably go explore Web3 even more there's just a lot of interesting things happening there and there's a lot of new stuff happening. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely like try some things um, in that arena, mm -hmm. I think, um, and just kind of see what happens. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, cool. that's, that's probably what I would do. Yeah. And how does the web three feel at this point? If, if uh, you know, since you guys started dabbling with it a bit, uh, does it feel easy to get going? If you want to build something, there's there, is there like a, a lot of things you have to learn new things how does that go so far i think i think there's definitely a lot of new things to learn um it's like kind of a new space so it's like i don't know if you remember dabbling with different like web frameworks yes. at points where there's just like hardly any documentation on it mm -hmm. and there's like just not much online there's not many blog posts about it and there's starting to be a lot more for web3 but i am finding that there are some areas that i'm like man i can't really i can't find a stack overflow question you right. know <laughs> um and so that can make it a little trickier i think um but also just like the limitations that you have when you're developing on the blockchain i'm just like finding like wow it's it's pretty crazy it's like there's just this things that you can't do as easily as you could um, in normal web development just because you're limited by, you know, how much data the blockchain can handle and the cost of it and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, at the same time, it, it kind of makes it a little fun because there's like these new kind of problems. Um, it's almost like getting a, a program or an app to work on like some little like microchip or something right. um, for a robot or something like that, where you have more limitations. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun uh, to learn. I think, I mean, there's definitely a, a good amount of learning to do just to kind of understand the blockchain and understand crypto and how all that kind of works. Because um, I feel like, yeah, you do kind of have to understand that stuff at least a little bit before you start like writing code on top of it. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's a lot of fun and it feels kind of like the Wild West where it's like mm -hmm. people just don't know what's going to happen next. And that kind of makes it exciting. Um, and that's why I've kind of enjoyed dabbling in it a little bit. Yeah, it sounds really cool. Like the early days of something that could be super big down the line. And you're sort of part yeah. of it initially, you know, like that's that's intriguing to me. I don't I don't have the time right now, I think, to go into that. Like mm -hmm. I'm so focused right now into uh, finishing a feature and then getting on to marketing uh, a lot of it mm -hmm. after this, mm -hmm. which brings me to the next question. Now that you're full time on Potion, what will you do uh, as far as your time goes? Like, how will you structure that? Is it more build time or marketing or both? How does that look like for you? Yeah, well, what I've liked to try to do, and I don't really like measure this super well, but I try to like spend like 50% of my time on product and 50% of my time on marketing. Um, I feel like that always, I feel like I'm always working on the product though. Like <laughs> things always push yeah. me back towards like 
oh man, there's this thing that needs fixed or this customer needs this and that. And uh, there's like a problem with my server. So I need to like optimize some things. Mm -hmm. I get, there just always seems like there's something to fix or build or work on features. Um, But I I try to do a decent, like some marketing. Um, I mean, most of my marketing, I guess, has been kind of like building in public and stuff like that. Um, And uh, but I want to do more like blogging and SEO mm-hmm. kind of stuff um, to kind of really build that up because I think that will have some some great benefits. Um, and so, yeah, I think as I go full time, I, I, I hope to do kind of the same 50 50. Um, there's some big features that I kind of have in mind that like maybe it makes sense for me to just like full out focus on some of those. And then afterwards, like really just try to hit marketing hard. Um so yeah, I don't. I guess I'm not completely. I don't have like a like a, ma- a master plan or anything. It's right. kind of like I get up every day or every week, and I'm just like, okay, I think these things are the most important things right now that I need to work on with Potion. And I'm just gonna like focus mm-hmm. on those things. Um, so I kind of uh, run things pretty serendipity we right. Uh, right now, and I, I guess that's I kind of enjoy it that way as well. Yeah, yeah. If if it becomes realer or more like sort of structured, then it could get boring. I can see that. Like I, I, you know, like I like to build features too more than I like to do marketing. But then mm-hmm. when I do, like, if I spend a week or two in doing like some marketing sort of efforts and you know trying new channels, and then I see new clients coming in from like you know anywhere, I get really excited about that. And I'm like, hmm, you know, this is kind of cool. Like I haven't built mm-hmm. anything, but you know, like new clients are coming in, and usually I find yeah. it's like. You know, like we can add features forever and like it doesn't make as big of a dent as it does if you're putting yourself out, your product out there like more and more and like more people seeing it. Because I feel people have like so short attention spans and like if if they don't hear from you that you exist after a while, like they might go with the competition because that's who's in front of them. Um, So it's like really boring stuff to consider but you know it's i I guess we have to at some point so but yeah Yeah, i mean i think i think why we as i mean we're software developers by trade i feel like Mm -hmm. we kind of always go back to developing features because that's like what we know and we're comfortable with and the the feedback loop of like features is like really quick and like feels really good where it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm going to build this new feature. I put it out there. I can see it in the world. I get like feedback from customers like, Oh, this is cool. I like this or whatever, where I feel like marketing is a little, at least to me, maybe it's just because I don't have enough experience in it. It just feels a lot more mushy and gray where you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, I like did some marketing things, but I don't know if really anything come of came of that. I don't necessarily see like new, people coming all the time because of the specific marketing things I did. And maybe that's just a, maybe that's just, I need to like track it better or, or, you know, kind of track where my leads are coming in some way so that I can get the feedback to like, Oh, this thing I did worked. Um, that might be part of my problem, but I don't know. It just feels like the, the, the feedback loop is quicker with Mm -hmm. building features and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, you know, it feels good to see a feature, you know, out there in the world. And whereas marketing, you sort of have to, um, you know, like change a few switches and and do some, you know, lever pulling and then just wait and then see like in a couple of weeks if you did the right decision. That's like such a long time to like Mm -hmm. see something work or not, which is even worse. Um, 
So yeah, uh, I have one last question, and it has to do with uh, you know uh, how much you've grown since last year, and if you could give advice to yourself more, not to people listening, but if you were to give advice to yourself a year ago when you started Potion, like what would that advice be like? Like if you were to start as you're just starting. Um, hmm. So advice to help me grow even faster? Well, yeah, I, I guess like more in, in the sense that you're just starting out with Potion a year ago and with what you know now, like what would you tell uh, Noah back then, like what to do first or what to do better or faster? Yeah, I mean, I think if I was to, if I, if I was talking to myself about like picking an idea and things like that, um, I think I would definitely like, I, I think I did a decent job with this, but like really trying to just figure out like, what are the big questions that I need to answer for myself and for the business? Like what are, what are the unknowns or my, the assumptions that I'm making about this business and then like, how can I test those and answer those questions as quickly as possible? Mm -hmm. um, and, and maybe there's lots of ways to do that. Like maybe it is building a little MVP or a little prototype, or maybe it's going out and talking to people. But I feel like that's the thing. And I, I'm, I tried to do that, but I'm, I'm sure I could have always done that better of just like really testing my hypotheses and just really like basically trying to figure out like, is this thing gonna work? Is there demand there? Um, mm -hmm. Is this what people want? Is this the right solution? Just like answering some of those questions so that I know, like, I want to be working on the right thing and I want to be like on the right path. And so whatever I can do to like answer those questions as quickly as possible, like that's, that's what I would try to do and, and what I would try mm -hmm. to do next time, I think, um, that sometimes would just I, help me on the right path. Sometimes I wonder if anybody does that, <laughs> you know, like we all talk about it and then, you know, when we talk like, you know, like sort of more candidly and then say, well, yeah, you know, like I started it this way and then, you know, I found somehow that there is a market for it. I never heard anybody like sort of say, well, I read the Montez book and I did this, I did the interviews and then a month later I did this and then here I am making like 20K MRR, you know, like. I really yeah, wanna, it is. It's I, definitely I hard to somebody. find those stories. Yeah, but I, I did actually do that with Supportman. Um, okay. So I kind of like that first business. I think I interviewed. So before I built anything, I interviewed like thirty people, and that that took a good amount of time to interview thirty people. I probably could have interviewed more, um, mm -hmm. but I through interviewing those thirty people, I kind of like completely changed my idea. It was still kind of in the same vicinity, but my assumption of just like, oh, this is a problem that I was going to go solve. Like, I just couldn't really find anyone that were trying to solve it and not in the same way that I was thinking. Mm -hmm. And so then I, I just kind of used the information that I did talk to him to see like, oh, this is like a, a adjacent problem that I am hearing people talk about. And so that's what I then kind of started to do or, or solve with support man. Um, and so I kind of did it. And um, yeah, it didn't turn into a 20K MRR business. Um, but you exited, but yeah, I, I think, right? Uh, yeah, you sold, I sold it at that, some point. Okay. Yeah, I sold that to another indie hacker. And that was that was a really cool experience because I, I put up on Twitter that I was going to sell that business. And six hours later, I we had a deal. So oh, it, was, wow. it was like super fast. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, and that was kind of what I wanted because at that point, I was, I was already working on Potion. 
and Supportman was just kind of going on the side. I think it was just doing like uh, $400 a month MRR. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really, I knew I wasn't going to spend more time on it. And so I was just like, hey, maybe it's a good time to try to sell this. Um, but I didn't want it to be some like long transition thing. And right. so I really wanted to sell it to like another like software developer that could just kind of take it on and just do everything themselves. And uh, so I was glad I was able to find that and, and that quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing, you know, like since, you know, we're sort of um, guiding our own way and we, we don't have like VC money or somebody like overlooking what we do. When it comes to selling your product, you can basically uh, name your terms and either accept it or not. You know, like that's the way mm-hmm. I sold mine. I sort of stated my terms and left it on the table. I wasn't desperate to sell it. Uh, either way worked fine. So I think that's a big plus for us too. You know, like where you sort of, you know, I'm thinking if you have like a VC sort of board on top of you and somebody comes and wants to acquire you, but they say, hey, you have to stick around for another year and meet these goals and you're like well i don't want to do that and then you have your board saying well (laughs) you do have to do that you know and that's that would suck you know being in that position so uh it's another i guess another benefit of sort of bootstrapping on your own you know so yeah yeah and i mean that's kind of my thinking with potion right now is like like you're saying if i did get it to 120k a year yes like i could sell it for you know a couple multiples over that at least and mm-hmm. that would be like a good result for me if i wanted to exit at that point but if i raised really hardly like any money if i raised like 50k 100k like i don't know exactly how the terms would work uh with like investors with that but my get like i'm pretty sure like they would take a, a lot bigger chunk of like selling and really it wouldn't be worth it to them for me to sell for that little mm-hmm. at that point and like they'd need me to go bigger and and i wouldn't have that option basically um and so i don't know it just seems at at least i think you know obviously it depends on your business and your market and what you're trying to do but at least i think where i'm at with potion um and kind of the niche i'm in i think it makes a lot of sense for me to kind of stick on the the path that i have and i'll just have more options and i think it can be a nice little success um if i did sell it or, you know, at least be like a good business that it work, at least works for myself as I am, am running it and stuff. So that's what I'm trying to do. And um, I, I enjoy that optionality that it gives me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you're living the dream. You know, you're at the point where a lot of people would like to be. So that's really cool. And, uh, and thank you so much for being in the, in the interview. Um, thanks yeah. for sharing your story and your thoughts. Uh, I know a lot of people will take a lot of value from it. Uh, is there anything that I didn't ask that you'd like to say, maybe plug in something that you're doing, a feature or, or another product or where can people find you, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm decently active on Twitter at Bragg, so you can kind of follow along my journey as I'm sharing on there. Um, and then, yeah, if, if anyone needs like a, a website and they like Notion, uh, Potion.so is my business. And so that's a, a good place to yeah, check it out. And, uh, but otherwise, I mean, that's pretty much it. Thanks for, thanks for having me on Val. Yeah, man. Finally, uh, I've been in your guys' podcast and uh, it was a pleasure having you on here. So we'll have another one on, once you reach 10 K or more in your potion, uh, app. That, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. No, talk to you soon, man. Bye. Bye.